Hello. This week's been terrible. Work sucks. Although that may not be much of a problem anymore. And I've got really, really, really bad head cold. So Michael stepped up to the plate this week. He chose the topic. He wrote what we laughingly refer to as the script. And he's going to be doing the editing and the music. So, we hope you enjoy. I feel so privileged. I left a gap though so you could put the credits in and this could be the pre-credit bit. I'm editing it. Excellent. I can edit it however I want. Brilliant. I'm just going to cut all you out. Hey kids, comics! Comic books. An art form early alive. We can rebuild them. We have the technology. With digital downloads and bookstore penetration, which sounds a bit rude, we can make them better than they were before. Better, stronger, faster. Faithful. No. Hello, listeners. No. Hello, and welcome to Hey Kids Comics. Reading comics so you don't. No. Reading comics <laughs> for the pure fun of it. Reading comics <laughs> so you don't have to. What's the point of that, then? <laughs> That's why I scrapped it. Uh, I see. And you know when you wrote the script? Yeah. Did you not think I could just delete that instead of leaving it in? No, I wrote it in purposefully. Uh, excellent. Carry on. The premise of our show is rather simple. We choose comics related to each other somehow, or a series itself. Simples. Recently, we've been covering some of our favourite Vertigo titles, such as Death and Preacher, and so we are continuing with our very special Vertigo month. interrupt this being your episode and all, but you've made a fundamental school by podcasting error. Right. You've not told the audience who we are. Presumably it's episode seven, so do not think we know. No, you've always got to assume it's the first one. Especially seen as this week I'm Robin to your Batman. (laughs) What are you? Your voice is quite frightful. I'm Batman. Okay. I am Michael. This is my dad, Andrew. Hello. We've been reading comics for pretty much all of our life, and we come from two different generations. Well, well logically, given that yeah, you're my boy. Different views on what makes a good comic. Yes, I like good comics, and you like overhyped crossover trash. Well, it depends how good the over overhyped crossover trash is. Mm. Blackest Night was good. <laughs> No, no, I haven't read that yet, so read it, I really so. can't make any comments on the quality or thereof of Blackest Night. Indeed. But I'm sure we'll cover it when the Green Lantern movie comes out. 
Yep. Or I could force you to read it now. You could force me to read it now, yeah. Carry on. This week we'll be looking at an original Transmetropolitan miniseries. Now, you say, not for me to interrupt your episode. What, now? But Transmetropolitan started as a miniseries. It did. No, it didn't. It did. It didn't. The three issues was a miniseries. It was not. It was. It was part of the Helix Science Fiction Vertigo imprint. Yeah, I know, but that didn't last very long. No, but it just carried on its numbering when it became a Vertigo book. But it was a miniseries. No, it wasn't a miniseries at all. This is pretty much self-contained. Yeah, well, yes, and if the book had been cancelled after three issues, fine, but it wasn't originally released as a miniseries. This week, we'll be looking at the first three issues of Transmetropolitan, <laughs> written by Warren Ellis and penciled by Derek Robertson. I'm going to have to edit Gonna have to edit some of my script now. Yes. Mm. Well, given now often you go off script, I don't think it'll really matter. Nope. Transmetropolitan follows the tale of Spider Jerusalem, outlaw journalist, who begins looking an awful lot like Alan Moore and ends up looking a lot like Grant Morrison. You know, that's intentional. I don't know. Uh. I just thought I didn't mention him last week, so I might as well do it on this oh, podcast. Oh, did we get through an episode not mentioning Grant Morrison? <laughs> yes, well, And we didn't did. hold a party. Yeah? We should really have held a party. It follows his highs, such as being hated by the public. And his many, many drug-taking abuses. Yep. And his lows, being loved by the public. Mm. On his quest to reveal the truth about President Smiler Callahan, Who is not mentioned in this original graphic novel. He's not the president yet. Is he not? No, that's later on. Right. I'll take your word for it. Set in the city in the distant future, Transmetropolitan has everything and more. Twisted children TV shows such as Sex Puppets, human alien transients, two-headed cats, a personal talking robot in your house who is also high, Mm. people being downloaded into gas, computers built into people and a crooked president and police force. Right, I think at this point we ought to do similar to what we did last week and mention that this is very much an adults-only Vertigo book. And although we do try to allow for the fact that you may have little ones listening, it's not really going to be that easy to cover Transmet without mentioning some of the more out-there moments, is it? No. It's not quite as gross as Preacher. It depends, really. But it's it's pretty much... No, the, the grossness of Transmetropolitan just comes from Spider's dialogue. Either that or how far into the panel you look. Well, yes, there is that. So, once again, we're probably going to spoil the first three issues, and Michael will probably spoil the entire series, although I've not read the ending yet, I so won't. he'll spoil it for me as well. I won't read But if you have little ears, maybe this isn't the show for them. Go and download our Spider-Man episode, or our Superman episode, which were brilliant, if I do say so myself. Mm, you would. I would, yes. It wasn't that brilliant. <laughs> Way to big up to our listeners the marvellousness of our podcast. It was amazing. That's better. You should have been there. Confidence! Yes. Mm. It was first printed under the Helix title, which was a branch of DC, that didn't last very long and ended up being printed by Vertigo by issue 13. See, so if it had been a miniseries, it wouldn't have been an issue 13, would it? Okay, shut up now. Okay. (laughs) Shutting up now. It's had its merchandise, including toys and a t-shirt that said Spider Jerusalem. Cheap, but not as cheap as your girlfriend. (laughs) Which went down great at school. Yes, I'm sure it did. Every issue and special was written by Warren Ellis and was penciled by Derek Robertson. But issue 13 was co-penciled by Kieran Dwyer, Leah Hernandez, Brian Hitch, Frank Can't Draw Quitley and Eduardo (laughs) Rizzo. Can't believe you're dissing Frank Quitley. Everybody loves Frank Quitley, except me. I quite like like Frank Quitley. You quite like Quitley. But he doesn't get a book out on time. Uh, and all his men look like they've got pinched lemon faces and they look slightly porky. Yeah. Do you know what they look like? You know when people don't know how to change the size of pictures in Microsoft Word? And so they scrotch yeah. them instead of changing them proportionally. That looks like a Frank Quickly drawing. Well, maybe his editor is one of those persons. Yeah, possibly. He's actually a great penciler. And his Superman's cape was far too small. But anyway, we digress. I quite like these Superman. I didn't mind his Superman, but the cape was too small. His Carl Rayner and Wonder Woman wasn't fun, though. His Wonder Woman looks like an old hooker. <laughs> yeah. You know the old Wonder Woman hooker from Dark Knight Returns? Yes. That's what Frank Quitley <laughs> draws Wonder Woman like. Fair it's like he's read Dark Knight Returns and that's all he's ever read of Wonder Woman. I thought, oh, that's what she looked like. <laughs> I just want to thrust a picture of Linda Carter under his nose. This is what Wonder Woman looks like, you dumb piece of... Anyway... 
Well, now you have a reason to go to Kapow. Yes. It was covered by Jeff Darrow, Frank Quitler, Derek Robertson, Jay Lee, Dave Gibbons, Jim Lee, Tony Harris, Jamie Hernandez, Tim Bradstreet, Matt Wagner, John Cassidy, Jay Jones, is it? G. I Jones? don't know. He goes by JG or GJ Jones now. Does he? I think okay. so. Gene Girard. Oh, is he the guy who draws Batwoman? Yeah. Isn't no, that no, Jones? no. He's the guy who... No, it's J.H. Williams the third. He's the guy who did the covers for Wide Last Man and he did the first six issues of Final Crisis. Right. Okay. They provided superb covers. Well, some of them did anyway. Okay. Some of them I'm not fond of. Okay. I first heard of Transmetropolitan whilst reading Preacher. Garth Ennis would fill up letter pages of going on about how great the story was. He also said that if he was going to hell for Preacher, Warren Ellis would be going down with him. Warren Ellis would be going down with him anyway. (laughs) Transmet always sat on our bookshelf. Sat there patiently until, having nothing to read, I picked it up. I managed to read the first three issues in an hour or two. And it was great. It was fun. And it was great fun. It was clever and oh so wrong. I read three trades during a trip to China, also on the plane, and after catching a glimpse of one panel, a friend asked me in amazement, were people allowed to do a swearing comics? Yes, I answered. Yes, they were. Depends what comic you read, obviously. Well, to begin to the swearing now in mainstream Marvel comics. Yeah, only like Back to the Future level of swearing. I mean, if you think Back to the Future's a PG, and they say quite a lot in there that I think should have made it a 15, mm. but that's just me. So, when did you first meet Spider Jerusalem, Dad? Oh, I don't remember, to be honest with you. I think it was one of them. Like you, I was reading Preacher, and Garth Ennis had banged on about how good it was, and then you'd read reviews that said how good it was, so I just picked up the first trade paperback. Because it's only three issues, so I think it was only like four ninety nine when it first came out. I presume that this isn't a British printed. No, so it's got an American dollar price of seven ninety five, which yeah. back when this came out, which will have been, what, 1997, 1998, will have probably been about a fiver. So I thought for a fiver you can't go wrong. Issue 1, The Summer of the Year. The cover to this sums up the filth of the city. It's illustrated by Jeff Darrow. The cover had spiders stood in front of a window. At his feet there are all sorts of rubbish like cigarettes and magazines and wrappers and dirt and even a rusty boiler. Outside the city is filled with traffic, adverts for sex, bars and booze and easy money. I like that Bound is on at the cinema. You ever seen <laughs> Bound? No. no I, I think you should watch Bound. Okay. You'd like Bound. It's a crime noir with Johnny Pantaldino in it. And um, who's the girls? Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon, isn't it? As two lesbian um, robbers, I think. It's been a while since I've seen it. I'm sure we've got it on DVD somewhere. Anyway. Okay. High up in tall mountains sits Spider Jerusalem. He's in his house, which looks rather empty and unwelcoming. Because the sign saying go away and bombs and mines. Well, he's not known for his uh, 
his subtlety. Well, his subtlety, but he's not known for his um, his personality either, is he? No. He screams down the phone as a person on the other side demands two books that Jerusalem owes him because of a contract. He threatens to sue Spider, and because he's out of money, Spider leaves his perfect home and heads down into the city. Because also, remember, the city is his muse. He can't write if he's not in the city. And he can't write unless he's hated. Can he not? Which becomes a major problem later on. I don't remember that. He becomes popular and liked. Right, and so he can't write anymore. Yeah. Brilliant. He goes crazy. He drives past a bar we went to over the past five years of where he lived up in the mountains. And he pulls out a rocket launcher and shoots it down. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very funny. It is. He then goes and carries on his way. He then drives past a toll booth and he gives the man a dollar. And attached to it is a dead rat and threatens that he'll be back. Why did he give him a dead rat? Doesn't he also flip him the bird? Yeah. While he's giving him the, the, the five dog with the dead rat. Yeah. Well, he just had a dead rat in his car. No, no. He had it at the beginning when he was sat in his house. He just ah. picked up a dollar note and it was a rat attached to it. Ah, right. come out of the head of Warren Ellis. Mm. There are reports of transient demonstrations that fill the city and after getting caught in a traffic jam Spider leaves his car and walks over it over everyone else's. Very similar to the Everybody Hurts video. That's what I was going to say. Oh, I took the words right out of your mouth. Yeah. Well, two songs in one minute. (laughs) Yeah. Bit of meatloaf. Jerusalem then makes his way to his old journalism office, grenades the place and thinking they've caged his editor Mitchell Royce even attack some of the people working there. Because <laughs> he's such a pleasant guy. <laughs> After a little persuasion, Royce gives Jerusalem a weekly column with printable words in, instead of his old column after the president got into office, which just said a, a very naughty word <laughs> a lot of times. He also gives Spider an apartment, but it's a very cheap apartment run down and hardly has anything in it but rubbish. He tells his shower to clean him right down, which was a wrong thing to say, and it burns all of his hair off. I love that he walks into his shower and tells it to clean him. <laughs> yeah. He tells his maker, which is a computer robot thing that sits in the corner of your room and is high and makes things, to make him black trousers, a jacket, and photographic glasses. 
It gives him his soon-to-be signature glasses with his right lens green and oblong, left lens red and circular. I didn't write that. No, I added that in because I was reading this and you said, he gives his signature glasses. Like, how many people that are listening to this are going to have read Transmetropolitan? Yeah, all right, this is my first podcast, all right. It isn't your first podcast. It's, it's your first, first one attempt to write a script. Exactly. That you never follow when I write it. That's because it's you. Yes, but my scripts are, are works of genius that I labour over long and hard for many hours. I laboured over this long and hard for many hours. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That one word description there of your notes, that's that's you labouring over it for many hours. It's four pages long. Yeah, because of my bits. Your bits were tiny. That's what <laughs> she said. <laughs> Carry on. (laughs) He unplugs uh, the maker, thinking it was just a joke, and finds out that this machine is high with a certain drug that makes the robots work. Robots can get high. (laughs) Yeah. Is Warren Ellis ever not high? (laughs) When he writes superhero comics, and then he's just. I think he's even higher then. He's doing that just for the check. Carry on. While channel surfing, he then sees Fred Christ. Which is a brilliant name. Fred <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Being friends with five years ago, before he left the city, he realises he's become a transient. Fred is running a transient campaign, and Spider decides that Fred will be his first column. He leaves, lights a cigarette, and walks out into the city. Excuse me a second. Be a filthy assistant. Carry on. I'm going to call you James Bond from now on. <laughs> I wrote a long day. Man talk. <laughs> Wouldn't be a show if I didn't do a crap impression. <laughs> well, yeah. This book is way over the top. It's very over like the top. this much. Yes. It doesn't work <laughs> in a non-visual medium. <laughs> no, if I try hard enough, maybe they can see it. So through the power of your brain, mm. you can transmit your image through to everyone that will listen to this. And they can see just what you did there. Yeah. Thank you, filthy assistant. Surprised it poses, <laughs> Oh! Thanks. Appreciate it. The city, thanks to uh, some great artwork, looks superb and horribly wrong at the same time. It is well done, the city. Yes. Spider ha- has Han Solo's gun. He does, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. He, does, he has Han Solo's gun. It's like, do you think Derek Robertson was drawing this and he has a Han Solo blaster pistol lying around his house from when he was a kid, like what I do? I do. And he thought, well, yeah, but mine's actually a black one. Mine's orange, which is Spider Jerusalem's one. Yeah, but that's crap. Spider Jerusalem's Mine is black so. because I'm old enough to have bought it when it first came out when they were allowed to do toy guns that were black and not orange and blue. Adam's got a gun that's blue. And yellow. And yellow. Why are they not allowed to do them black? Because people are too stupid to know the difference between a toy and a real gun. I think there are a lot of differences. Yes, there are. One will kill you, <laughs> one won't. That's a pretty major difference. Depends if the safety's on, dude. <laughs> what a plastic <laughs> yellow gun. Your brother doesn't put the safety on, does he not? Not a real gun, it won't mm. kill you then. Although, those Nerf Herder guns, they can be lethal. I yeah. took your mum out. I, I took the cat out. And you took the cat out. <laughs> if there's any animal rights people listening, he just means he took the cat out <laughs> to, to play with some wool. He yeah. didn't actually, you know, shoot she the had cat it come in, with though. a Nerf Herder pistol. Yes. yes Nerf yes. Herder isn't that a band? Yeah. Nerf Herder is a band. I did like... Yeah, it's not Nerf Herder. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking Nerf Herder? It was scruffy looking. Oh, uh, the opening <laughs> yeah. pages are very, 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 very funny. Uh, bottom of page seven, he looks like Alan Moore. Um, I loved that he has a Han Solo blaster pistol, if only because I have a Han Solo blaster pistol. I have a spider's blaster pistol. Is that what you think it is? Yeah. Spider's blaster pistol. Yeah. Brilliant. Do you think George Lucas ever saw that? I don't know. Could he sue for that, given that all he really did for Han Solo's blaster pistol was take a German Luger and stick a sight on it? I don't know. Can you sue for a picture in a comic? I don't know. Okay. I wonder if that comes under fur use. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I also noticed that cigarettes in this are called stress managers. Because <laughs> they mention later that they can't kill you. Everybody either. smokes in this, don't they? Everybody. What, are the cigarettes harmless now? Yeah. Right. There's a drug. Yeah. So it's not suddenly 1969 again, where no. everyone has a cigarette and a bottle of whiskey at dinner time. No. You sometimes don't even take one. 
It's like one to like they have like five in the mouth. And the cat smokes as well, doesn't he? <laughs> the two-headed the cat. The two-headed cat. Um, page 26, panel 1, is a great panel and was also used for the cover of the collected edition, only the collected edition cover had a different background. Yeah, the, we're reading this from the graphic novel collection. We don't have any Transmetropolitan comics, do we? No. The, we've got all these in graphic novels. Uh, it has an introduction by Garth Ennis, who once again just bores us with how much he dislikes superheroes. <laughs> I was reading Bored now, Garth! I was reading The Boys today and I thought the same thing. Mm. Do you know, you don't, you're not a big fan of The Boys, are you? No. no. The City is pretty much... If the 2019 of Blade Runner and the future of Max Headroom and Tokyo had had too much to drink and all went out and vomited over the pavement, it gained sentience and grew up, then that's The City, pretty much. Do you remember Max? You've not seen Max Headroom, have you? No. Max Headroom was set 20 minutes into the future. And it's very similar to this. 20 minutes? 20 minutes into the future. How did it change much? Well, it didn't really. It was just a way of saying this is some nebulous future time where TVs don't have off buttons and everyone's glued to the telly all the time. It's very good. The TV Uh, series of Max Headroom is excellent. I don't know if it's out on DVD, but I remember thoroughly enjoying that when I was a kid. Um, Spider Jerusalem is, is a brilliant character. For the first couple of pages, he seems almost normal albeit a bit hippie-like. But once he gets to the city, he has, he's an angry ball of mucus and pus, short on caffeine, short on nicotine, and short on temper. Uh, he's got an acid tongue and zero tolerance. Uh, he has a brilliant bumper sticker on the back of his car. On page six, Jesus is my best friend, but he won't loan me money. <laughs> Which is very, very amusing. Um, there's so many brilliant, just throwaway science fiction gags in this. An Ebola bomb under the a toilet. Ebola bomb. Ebola. Do you remember Ebola? No. Ebola was a virus. Wasn't it yeah. the skin-eating virus that was quite popular in the 90s? Was that Ebola? I don't mean popular. You know what I mean. It's not like we all went out and collected Ebola viruses. Ooh, look at the way it's eaten through my cheek. Oh, I can beat that. Look at the way it's eaten half of my pizza. <coughs> Sorry, I just coughed a bit. There. Um... Uh, finger. Yes, finger. Yes, half of my finger. There are adverts everywhere, which is quite similar to the blipverts on Max Headroom. Um, I liked the sex pub. <laughs> oh, two of your favourite things under one roof. What else can you do? My favourite thing. Well, I, I just meant you generically. <laughs> Could be your favourite thing, I don't know. Uh, glasses that can store images and are wired into your optic nerves is a brilliant idea. Why Bill Gates or Steve Jobs haven't marketed that yet? <laughs> I re- How long do you think it'll be before you can just plug your, your glasses into your brain and just well, film everything as you're walking around and update your Facebook status by just typing on your specs? Would it not be a tad painful having glasses in your brain? I don't know. They'd probably find a way to make it less painful. Be aware for the government to control the teeming masses instead of just making everyone unemployed like they're doing at the minute. Um, I like the intelligent household appliances that get high. Um, and the people who've been cryogenically frozen, hoping to wake up in a better future, wake up in this future and are just driven mad. <laughs> um, my personal favourite, the right to change your species. Yeah. That's cool. Transients. <laughs> I want to become half alien, but I don't want to actually go through all the effort of actually finding an alien and impregnating and giving birth to a half alien, half human hybrid. So why don't you just make me into an alien? You wouldn't become an alien if you had a child. I know, but your child would be, so it's it's very similar. All right, in that way that it's not similar at all. The art by Derek Robertson is excellent. Every panel is just full of great stuff to look at. It's very Jeff Darrow meets George Perez. Highly detailed, very impressive. Um, I can't help but wonder if he, he saw it. Well, he must have seen. There was a story in one of the Spider-Man Planet of the Symbionts specials. Symbionts. Symbiotes? Symbionts? Symbiotes, Symbiotes, that's the one. That Derek Robertson draw. Is it Derek? Or Derek? Derek. Derek Robertson draw. And George Perez uh, inked it. And it looks very similar to this. Even though Derek's doing all the work himself. It's very good. Okay. Um, The star of the show is undoubtedly writer Warren Ellis. Um... Ellis dislikes superheroes as much as Garth Ennis, but hauls himself out to them more frequently. Uh, I've learned my lesson from Ennis, though, and other than the authority and planetary, I've never read any of Ellis's superhero stuff. Isn't it could be genius, mm-hmm. for all I know. Is planetary really a superhero title? Yeah, kind of. It's not as much as authority. Yeah, well, 
Not as much, no. But every time he does one of those things, he says, this is my last word on superheroes. This is everything I ever want to say about superheroes. And you turn around and he's writing bloody X-Men. Oh. Iron Man. Or Iron Man, or whatever. Um, I think if he doesn't like writing superheroes, I don't want to spend my money on it. Um, although there is an interesting thought about the the creative procedure. Um, most people go to work every day, do it just for the money. Um, mm. We don't go because we don't want to go. We don't like it when we get there. We can't stand who we work with, and we spend every day longing for Friday. But when a creative person hacks something out for the money, we think it's somehow unclean. So maybe I'm a bit unfair. Thinking well, something like that. Yeah. It's very odd. Do you think all those episodes of Baywatch were written by some tortured artist who wanted the world to see his vision of speedo-clad hunks and slow-motion girls in bikinis jumping up and down? Probably not. No, they hacked it out for the money. Well, yeah. So, there's nothing really wrong with hacking stuff out for the money, I is it? you'd only watch Baywatch, though, if you were getting paid for it. I only ever watched about two minutes of an episode of Baywatch. That was all I needed. Okay. Especially when what's name was in it. Yasmin Bleeth. Although I think she's a drug-addled loon now, isn't she? I don't know that that's true, by the way. Allegedly. Like they used to say on Have I Got News For You. Very strange indeed. I had skin like leather And the diamond hard look of a cobra I was born blue and weathered, but I burst just like a supernova. I could walk like Brando right into the sun, dance just like a Casanova. With my blackjack and jacket and hair slick sweet, silver star studs on my duds like a Harley in heat. When I strut down the street, I could feel its heartbeat. Back said, don't that man look pretty The cripple on the corner cried out nickels for your pity Them gasoline boys downtown sure talk gritty It's so hard to be a saint in the city I was the king of the island, mama I could talk some trash I was the prince of the paupers Crowned downtown at the beggar's clash Pimp's main profit, I kept everything cool Just a backstreet gambler with a luck to lose And when the heat came down and it was left on the ground The devil appeared like Jesus through the steam in the street Showed me a hand I knew even the cops couldn't beat I felt this hot breath on my neck as I dove into the heat It's so hard to be a saint when you're just a boy out on the street And the sages of the subway sit just like the living dead As the tracks clack out the rhythm, their eyes fixed straight ahead They ride the line of balance and hold on by just a thread But it's too hot in these tunnels, you can get hit up by the heat You get up to get out at your next stop But they push you back down in your seat Your heart starts beating faster as they struggle to your feet You're out of back up on the street And they'll show up pretty Cripple on the corner, cries out nickels for your pity Them downtown boys, they sure talk gritty It's so hard to be a saint in the city called Down the Dip. It's by all the same people that did issue one, so I can't be bothered reading all that again, because I'm ill. I have man flu. You didn't read any of it out anyway. Uh, I didn't, know. Um, I, I just want to point out that man flu is a very, 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 very highly virulent, oh, yeah, virulent yeah, yeah, yeah. strain of flu that women just could not possibly handle. And that's why they slag us off incessantly when we get this. Whereas we know that they would just be dead if they had our flu. I, I think you've just... <laughs> female listeners <laughs> all female listeners are smart enough to know that I'm kidding though really? I think so maybe this so I say all female <laughs> listeners <laughs> what have we got one? well <laughs> anyway issue two is called Down the Dip 
Spider begins his research by finding a member of the transients. He doesn't want to tell Spider where Fred Christ is, so Spider puts cigarette out in his eye and spouts one-liners. He heads deeper into the city, a place called Angels 8. Spider gets the information out of a half-woman, half-alien by telling her the riot squads will be coming for her and her child, so she spills her guts. <laughs> Spider heads to the bar where Fred is situated and beats up the bouncers. He takes one of their guns and blasts his way in. Fred shows up and acquiesces to Spider's request for an interview about the secession. Fred explains for Spider, who's been out of the loop for five years, and for us, the audience, that the Separatist Secession is a transient movement, a group of people who use genetic body modification based on alien DNA, led by himself, who wish to free themselves from the oppressive government who have forced them all into Angels 8, where life is cheap, but rent is cheaper. Spider warns him that this is an election year, and they will come and stamp on his head. Spider leaves, adopting a cat with two faces on the way home. <laughs> Royce calls, asking for his column, so Spider gets his newly adopted pet cat to pee on the phone. Spider turns on the news to see that Angels 8 has been attacked. Oh, Did you like this one? Um, yeah, it was alright. The two-headed cat. The two-headed cat's great. The two-headed cat's brilliant. It deserves its own spin-off. It does deserve its own spin-off series. I would so totally read it. <laughs> you could call it a dream of a thousand two-headed cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If Neil Gaiman would get paid for that, do you think? I don't know. You yeah. think he'd get some money for that? Probably. But you um, would only have to dream of fact very funny! <laughs> hey, you'll want that cut out, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the dialogue in this is pretty great. Um, the transient has written at the bottom of his bottle on page one is brilliant, but, you know, for reasons of taste and decency, we can't go into it. Spider's reaction to the cost of his cab for do I also get fellatio for that? <laughs> That's not what he says. That's not what he says, no. But we are trying to run a tight ship. I see. Yes. Uh, you'd stick it in the mud if you thought it'd wriggle, <laughs> is another brilliant line. Spider gets all philosophical. Um, it's people that kill every revolution. People are weak and small and cheap and frightened. Uh, it's a very cynical worldview. Oh, yeah. Maybe you should just go out and quote the entire issue it's it's just full of great it's chock full of great one-liners yeah pretty Fred, much Fred Christ got the best opening <laughs> Which I told you guys I need at least six hours of uninterrupted sex per day <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me I'm surprised he can walk <laughs> I did like that Royce has a line to Spider's phone that only he can activate after Spider did something in Prague where lots of people died um Spider's line, you filthy, disgusting whore! That's a terrible thing to do! Keep up the good work. He's <laughs> just genius. Uh, and madder than a bastard on Father's Day. <laughs> it's so funny. This is us <laughs> trying to keep it clean. Ah, it? but no, but that's the correct use of the word bastard. Okay. Madder than a bastard on Father's Day. Okay, okay. See, it's okay. like that episode of The Simpsons where, you know, he used it in the proper context, so. Yeah, um, okay. Marge can't yell at him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mummy can't yell at me either. Mummy. Mummy! Just like you're playing racy, racy cars. Racy, racy cars and shooty, shooty games. Are my favourite thing. Share to that do. with all the people out there listening. I play racy, racy cars and shooty, shooty games. And then he phones his mummy. And then I phone my mummy. Mm. I thought Royce's <coughs> thought bubble on one of the panels, which I've not wrote down, was good. It's just a picture of a pie. Why is he thinking of pie? Because he wants to eat pie. I think we'd all rather eat pie than be in work. Let them eat pie. Mm. Bring me pie. Um, page 45, panel 4, is a great one of Spider. Wearing, when he's crapping on the tiler. Wearing his underpants, and it even spawned its own statue. It is, it was a doll, that, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry, a, an action fix. Sorry, a collectible. It's a doll! Deal with it. So, what's that Superman <coughs> and that Green Lantern Mego you have in your, in your wardrobe? That your mum bought me for Christmas? Yeah. They're dolls. Well, okay then. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident in my own masculinity. Well, let's just say your Superman Mego is a doll with those hips. Yeah, he does have pretty <laughs> terrible hips. The Green Lantern one's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I want Batman now. I want, I want Captain Cold. I want Batman and Two-Face. Okay. They're very quick reads, these, aren't they? I did notice. Yeah, except for issue three, which is longer. Yeah, because that's got all the spider's column in it. Yeah.
Similar to this, your spider laughing, sat on a roof with his laptop, with a lot of cigarette stumps at his side, and uh, behind him is a huge car explosion. Kaboom. The name of this issue, issue three, is Up on the Roof. Up on the Roof. That's only because you wouldn't let me sing last week. And that just flew over my head. It's a song, isn't it? I'm sure it's an old Motown song. Up on the Roof. It's kind of like the counterpoint to Under the Boardwalk. Out of the sun, under the boardwalk. That one. Sometimes your, your your youth just upsets me. Incredible. I'd rather upset you than listen to that. Under the boardwalk, boardwalk. I spied a speech towards Angels 8. The police riot team. <laughs> the police riot team arrived. Yes. The tri- <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> I was possessed by the spirit of Kenneth Williams. <laughs> Oh, I'm drinking more often when we do these shows. Prior to this, I've not had a drink when we've recorded these. But today, because I feel like crap, I'm drinking beer. Sweet, life-giving beer. The cause and solution to all life problems. (laughs) (laughs) The transients attack the police and so a riot ensues. Cars are set on fire and people are maimed and even killed. Oh, no! I know. Poor babies. Spider decides he needs high ground and so rushes towards a strip club. He gets in by shouting through the you door. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. You needed a sanctuary. First place you go to is a strip club. <laughs> and there is one in Wigan. Is there? Oh, yeah, there's a pole dancing club. Oh, yeah, there Fully is. Fully nude. Right, okay. He gets in by shouting through the door and tells the bouncer that he's pregnant. Once she opens the door and realises he's not pregnant, he tells her he's just having a period. <laughs> He just said, I've just missed my first period and yeah. I panicked a bit, yeah. is what he actually says. I don't know the difference. I'm a dude. I don't need to go into detail. <laughs> he was punch you, son. <laughs> <laughs> he then persuades the bouncer to let him in. Persuades? Persuades. He does. Oh, yeah, he doesn't beat this one up, does he? No. No, he just kind of talks huge. Him into her. Yeah, it's a she. Is it? Yeah. Oh, she what? has boobs. Oh, okay. Unless it's a fat guy who's looks as... Yeah. Moobs. <laughs> but no, it's a woman. Okay. When inside... Lady he, bits. Yeah. When inside, he relives his childhood career of pole dancing before running upstairs and onto the roof. The strippers follow him up and watch the riot below. He pulls out his laptop and begins to write his article. As he says, journalism is a gun in which he uses to shoot the kneecap off the world. He then sends his article to Royce as he writes it, and Royce offers it to all news feeds for two hours. He also patches it through to the public screens and computers, and then gets a call from a councilman, but Royce ignores this, telling him there's a certain amendment that... No, there is a certain amendment. That'd be the Fourth Amendment. The police receive a call, and then they leave Angels 8. Royce calls Spider to tell him that he's famous. This enrages Spider, but he soon calms down once he hears that he's made thousands of dollars. How many thousands? A lot. Best line in the boot, that one. <laughs> I was going to quote Star Wars at the news film. Oh, sorry. The next day... If you were to rescue her, the reward would be... No, I'm doing my podcast now. You missed your chance. Oh, sorry. Yeah? Oh, damn. The next day... You know I'm a sucker for Star Wars quotes. No, it's Back to the Future references. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's your kids, Marty! <laughs> I hate to say it, but we got to make like a tree and get them. <laughs> make like a tree and leave! You sound like an idiot when you get it wrong! Yeah. The next day, while Spider's walking down the street, a police car pulls over. A group of them beat Spider to a bloody pulp and say that if they ever mess with him again, he's going home in a body bag. They don't say mess. No, they really don't. They say Root Junior. <laughs> <laughs> they say arse face. <laughs> this one's not going up with a clear tag, is it? For iTunes. Although we've not said anything particularly rude. Spider laughs his ass off (laughs) Until then (laughs) And says he's Spider Jerusalem And he's here to stay Mm. Mm. The police in this Look a lot like Prometheus meets Master Chief And they don't look very kind at all He's from Halo Okay, I'll take your word for that Okay The stripper with no nipples Soon becomes Spider's assistant Spider's filthy assistant 
She's not that filthy. No, but that's what he calls them. Yeah, I know. His filthy assistant. Filthy There's assistant. two of them, isn't there? Well, later on, yeah. Do you remember the names? I know this one's Shannon. I, mean, I can't remember what the other one was the called. The other one begins with a Y. Does it? I think so. Is he the last man? No, it's a girl. Uh, why the last woman? No. Uh, carry on. It's not Yvonne, no. Yvonne, the last woman. <laughs> Spider had had a terrible childhood from his memories, and as future issues say, it didn't get any better. It didn't get any better in the past tense. What are they teaching you in English? It wasn't a good childhood then, okay? It, what was wrong with how you wrote it? Spider had a terrible childhood, and as future issues show, it was even worse than it's depicted here. The way you just said it, his childhood doesn't get any better, even though it's in the past. What, what was he conceived through an accident with a condom and a time machine? Spider's laptop looks like a half of a typewriter. And half of a laptop. Indeed it it's does. futuristic. Future, yeah. what's it, cyberpunk? Steampunk. Steampunk. There you go. See, your mum knows what steampunk is. It's because she watches Castle. I'm very impressed. Everyone should watch Castle. 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 Because really Nathan Fillion rocks. Happen, don't I? Yes, you do. Uh, I love the name of the strip joke, Bazooms. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever open a strip joint, I'm calling it Bazooms. That's a brilliant name. You ever going to open a strip joint? I would have thought it's not on my list of things to do, but given right. the current economy, you can't be too sure what you'll end up doing, can you? Um, can we? Yes. The quote from the book, you must like it when people in authority, they never earned, lie to you. It's just a brilliant lie. Okay. The final issue in general celebrates the power of the written word, a potent message in the ear of text speak and Facebook updates. Ellis, through Spider, seems to be saying that one person with the truth behind him and a belly full of fire can effect change, but only so far that the authority figures, the people in charge, will bring you down. The people in charge don't deserve to be there, never earned what they've achieved, and lied, cheated, and stole to gain power, will grind down the populist whilst maintaining their lifestyles with no cost to themselves. Sound familiar? Well, no, but that's the last time I'm letting you drink alcohol. <laughs> well, I get all serious on your ass. Uh, Transmetropolitan is ultimately like all good science fiction. It's not about the future, it's about now. So, what about those flying cars and the... <sighs> no, I did get what you meant. Good. Carry on. No, you know what I want. For my birthday, you can get me a pair of Spider Jerusalem glasses. Do they make Spider Jerusalem glasses? No, they don't. Uh, I, don't I don't think so, anyway. You would have to make yourself a pair of Spider Jerusalem glasses. I shall, too. Excellent. After this, the series then went on to have another 57 issues and two specials. It's collected into 10 graphic novels, excluding volume zero which collects Spider Jerusalem's articles and is illustrated by some of great uh, some great artists. So, you think Transmetropolitan's better than Preacher, don't you? It's my favourite finite comic story series, yeah. Is it? Mm. Why? Because it's clever and funny. So he's William S. Burroughs meets Bill Hicks? Yeah. Crossed with Grant Morrison and Alan Moore? Spider Jerusalem is pretty much Bill Hicks and Warren Ellis, though, really. Mm. And a bit of Hunter S. Thompson. He's preaching the word. He's preaching the word, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. said there's 10 other graphic novels to pick up it's well worth picking up if you you like your comics to be cynical and angry and let's face it who doesn't like stuff that's cynical and angry next week vertigo month concludes <gasps> yes it's all very sad isn't it Indeed. with have we decided what we're doing yet why the last man or hellblazer do you have a con on you 
<laughs> Are we just going to toss a coin? Of course I don't have any coins on me. I've got three children on. I don't right, have any okay. bloody money. Here you go. Here, I've got a ten pence piece. You ready? Right. Okay, then. Ready? Wait, wait, wait. Hellblazer. Hellblazer. Tails. Right, the last man. Heads, it is. Hellblazer. Next week we'll be doing Hellblazer, which is kind of fitting, because yeah. in many ways it's the first Vertigo book. Ever. Kind of. Which or is that really Swamp Thing? Depends well, on your point of view, doesn't it? And it's still carrying on today. It's the longest running Vertigo book. Indeed. So we will be looking at, I'm presuming we're going to be looking at the Grant Morrison issues. Well, no, I'm not going to, I've decided I'm not going to do that because it's not John Constantine, really. Oh, okay. He doesn't have a coat. So we're doing a Garth Ennis one? I'm doing a Neil Gaiman one. Oh, okay. You well, can do Garth Ennis. I may have to leaf through the back issue box and decide what I'm going to do. Thank you very much for listening to our Drunken Rampage. We'll be back next week. Oh, 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 and we're just a plug. We're going to do a Star Wars episode soon, which I'm dead excited about because I love Marvel Star Wars comics. Yes, mm-hmm. very much so. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey Kids Comics is a The Devil Will Find Work for Idle Hands to Do production. All music used in the show is copyright by their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Michael and Andrew make no money from this. They do it simply for fun and because they have too much spare time. Ha! The opinions of Michael and Andrew expressed in the show are the opinions of Michael and Andrew and nobody else. We can be emailed on heykidscomics at virginmedia.com and our website is www.heykidscomics.webspace.virginmedia.com You can friend us on Facebook by going to Hey Kids, all one name, comics, all one name. And now it's time to pick up our bottomless brown bag, don an ill-advised polyester shirt and beige bell-bottoms and hitchhike down the loneliest road we can find, all the while trying to find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within. You be good to yourself, my friends.